0: welcome back to the wild thoughts pod today we have a special episode we're going to be talking about why we're so drawn to toxicity and the reason it's special because it's kind of halloween themed we're going to be going into why we're obsessed with serial killers but also just toxic portrayals in general yeah um so it's gonna be very interesting i don't think we've ever spoken about i think like criminals necessarily specifically like serial That's killers murderers true. we did we did we, the halloween episode yeah, about like the, the story yeah exactly but true. like serial
1: killers in general yeah we have not spoken about okay so let's start with just like toxicity in general mm-hmm. and like toxic relationships because yeah. i feel like that happens so often like i know so many people that have been in a toxic relationship mm-hmm. and i know you have too yeah so like let's start with how to spot a toxic relationship mm-hmm. so First, this usually happens when there's an imbalance of whose needs are met and to what extreme. So sometimes people take too much and the other person's left just giving and giving and not really respecting their own boundaries. Relationship might also feel like really hard and like unending and it might feel like you're putting in so much work, but again, you're not getting anything back. So it's just like a constant cycle of that. You might be normalizing the pain that You're causing even, or they might be causing you if you're like, if you're constantly fighting and you're like always making up excuses for that and being like, oh, it's because of this, or oh, we had that one good day, stuff like that. You just have to learn that. Obviously, we're gonna give examples of why this might be happening and how you can stop being so drawn to this toxic behavior, but it's just not a good thing. Like, bottom line, you gotta just learn to pull yourself out of it because it's causing harm to you and also the person even if the harm is coming from either side yeah no, i get it yeah like, i said that i'm like mm. it's
0: like <laughs> like you yeah, both yeah, get harming pain. both yeah exactly yeah. Uh, even the like the normalizing i feel like because when you normalize like whatever abuse and like going through it all the time like you become used to it mm-hmm. right so like kathy said like if you have one good day it almost like feels like extraordinary. Like I don't know. Yes, how to explain they like, like blow it up in their minds. They're like, "Wow, this oh my was god, this was, really was so good." Fun. But but to them, the abuse is not abuse. It's just a normal day. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I don't exactly. know if that. But I feel like that can be sometimes like mess with your mind in terms yeah. of like how you perceive it. Obviously, there's other influences. Like, yes, if sure. it's your partner, you might really like empathize and make excuses. Mm-hmm. So it's harder. And there are like a ton of
1: extremes that can go into a toxic relationship like it could either be just like you guys constantly fight over some stupidities or it can be actual abusive behavior so obviously there's two sides to every story so we're gonna go into like why you might be drawn to a toxic relationship and why you always might be ending up with toxic people yeah so the first reason is maybe you just find toxic relationships very exciting and you kind of don't care that you're getting hurt in the process because you're like, wow, this is so spontaneous. It's so yeah. fun. Like, yeah, I want to get into a screaming match with my partner. Just yeah. because, like, it's not boring. It's not normal. I just yeah. want to feel a thrill, you know? And it's a lot of, like, attention, not attention, sorry, uh, adventure seeking and kind of just... That's just funny that you yeah like, it's, adventure? No, it's like, it's kind of fucked up. But, like, and, like, it was even saying that, like, people might enjoy it because the thrill that they get is like them trying something new and something they normally wouldn't because maybe their partner might be forcing them to do something that they don't usually do. And they're like, "Oh, this is kind of exciting even though I'm like not
0: actually into it. Like it's kind of like twisted when you think about it. I feel like it can also really come from like media portrayal, like what we see. Yeah. Because I feel like they make it seem like it's like exciting Okay, or like the make making up after like
1: it's funny that you say that because when I was a teenager mm-hmm. I had this idea in a mind that I wanted to go through a breakup
0: oh like like a, I just okay. I was yeah. like I want to feel that oh, like, like screaming the pain. Match, yeah the pain.
1: like I what the fuck I know because that's toxic. <laughs> why, like for us that.
0: to want to experience like yes you could want to experience emotions in general but why do they have to be painful yeah exactly but it's literally because of the media
1: that we were consuming at yeah, that time it was exactly. like always like like twilight for example the pain that bella was always in because like she wanted edward but edward was like (laughs) no,
0: and then jacob can't you know what i mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i also think it's like because you know a lot of the things that we watch have like the happy ending so even after there's a breakup there's always like the rest the hero rescuing you so i feel like maybe that's what we thought we thought oh breakup and that means after that maybe you know it's not like oh breakup and then i gotta move on or like i'm just alone because in in that they perceive that as being, like, sad, like, if you're alone after or, yeah, like, exactly. if you don't get
1: back with the person.
0: Okay, so you
1: might also have very low self-esteem and you just might think this is what I deserve. Like, yeah. even though I'm being treated poorly, uh, I deserve this because I'm not as beautiful as this person is. I'm yeah. not as smart. I'm not as blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. you just might put yourself down. And because of that, you think that whatever sign of not love like like, attention that your partner's giving you even if it might be the wrong kind yeah you just accept it because you're like at least they're sticking with me yeah i feel
0: like it's also like because you think of yourself as low you go with the lowest if that makes sense like obviously we can admit that criminals i mean are bad people if you're killing people yes they may have psychological issues but they would kind of be ethically like at the bottom yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so like i feel the like scum yeah. on the floor. so if you think you're not good enough then you're gonna be like oh like kathy said like that's what i deserve so yeah you like level it up which is crazy exactly and even in like
1: normal quotes yeah um, relationships they might be like super rude to you or like gaslight you and put you down but like you might be thinking this is this is better than what I t- already tell myself right so why do I care what they're telling me right you know and you just might accept it and go along with it yeah you might also fall for their mask so a lot of toxic people are usually very good at covering up their flaws yeah and if you look at serial killers in their case they're usually very charming and that's how they kind of get to you yeah. and, and kind of keep you in the relationship because you might not be totally seeing that they're a bad person because they have excuses for certain behaviors and you, they make you, they're basically gaslighting you. Yeah. And they make you like, think that you have to show, yeah, yeah, that you're crazy, that you have to show more empathy towards them because they went through this, blah, blah, blah. Um, They're good actors. They are. They are. And we're going to talk about it later, but also serial killers, they have that mix of charm plus, I want to say they're physically attractive, but that's also because of the media. Yeah, exactly. Right, so it kind it of depends. Kinda depends yeah. But we're gonna talk about that later. Another reason might be because you like the chase. Now,
0: that's in a that's a whole other level this of bitch. chase, guys. Okay. Come on, listen.
1: Um, I understand this because I used to be this person. <laughs> okay, uh, I will admit it. I just liked going after something that was like untouchable right and like i could never actually have and like that's so bad guys yeah you're
0: gonna freaking lose your mind trying to do that let me start there but like the untouchable that's
1: toxic for example like the person does not want you yeah but they want the attention so they're keeping you there and you're continuing that chase and like they might be showing a bunch of red flags, but you don't care because you think they're a 10 in your eyes and yeah. they're so untouchable that yeah. you're like, I'm going to get to It's them. like a challenge. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And yeah, exactly what I was saying before. They might be loving the attention you're giving, so they're not straight up saying no, Yeah,
0: but they're not actually, like, into it. Into- yeah, exactly. You know? And a lot of, like, sorry, I'm thinking of, like, serial killers Yeah, it's okay. But um, a lot of them are not, like, they're not people that commit or can be... Present in a relationship because they're serial killers, yeah. so they're not really all there. So it's almost like you'll never fully have them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? So that can maybe be like an ongoing challenge. Yeah. So that's why people just like stick to it the whole time. Then, obviously, another reason you might have grown up around toxic behavior,
1: so you think it's normal and it's kind of a familiar feeling to you, so you're just naturally drawn Mm, to it right comfort exactly it becomes a pattern that's just too hard to break because you're like this is what i know right so why would i try to find something better let's say
0: and i feel like that like childhood comfort or whatever that's really hard to like erase completely it'll always be there kind of In the back of your mind. Yeah, exactly.
1: So my next point was exactly that. So if you experience childhood trauma, abuse, or neglect, a lot of the times you try to recreate that because you're trying to attempt to heal the brokenness that you felt. So you surround yourself with that same type of environment to try to fix it. But obviously it's really hard to fix a broken environment to begin with. And then they also say that you do that because you're trying to seek closure. And you're trying to move past it. But again, once you're in a toxic relationship, it's really hard to get out of that. Okay. This next one, you might just be addicted to drama. (laughs) This is kind of what I was saying. love the drama, guys. Y'all are going too far. Legit. This is kind of what I was saying before when I was like, oh, I want to go through a breakup. Yeah. Just because you like the drama of it and you like being able to just have something that is... How do I say this? Like... You Just like having that you went through something out of the ordinary, mm. and you kind of use that as a way to like it's
0: like part of your, like, it's part of your personality. It's not, <laughs> not, yeah, it's what's the word? It's just like something you can throw out there, exactly a, like something you have more than other people, maybe like yeah. something to show off, exactly, the, exactly. Show. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. It's something that you're trying
1: to show off to other people, yeah. even though, like. Obviously, it hurt you in the process, yeah. but you're kind of using it. You can also, like, use it as, like, a deprecating joke. Yeah. And, like, but mm. at the same time, you're kind of, like, stirring up drama because you're like, yeah, you know what I went through? Blah, yeah, blah, exactly. Blah. You know what I mean? Like, it could
0: be an attention thing as well. Maybe, yeah. like, if you want um, attention on you. So, your
1: personality might actually just be attractive to toxic people. So, if you're empathetic, if you're someone who's codependent or someone that you feel like you need to fix people, mm-hmm. those personalities are more susceptible to being in toxic relationships. Stop. Don't say that. I identify with some of the Yeah, other. And you're more susceptible because these toxic people usually have very narcissistic personalities. Mm-hmm. So they want to be seen as like the one. Yeah. They want you to praise them. They want you to like, every time they're sad, you need to be sad. Like they yeah. want
0: all that attention. Yeah. So that's why they're drawn to these type of personalities. And I feel like that's literally the opposite, like someone who's super empathetic and someone who's super narcissistic. So it kind of makes sense that they would pair up because, yeah. but they can also be using that
1: disguise that I said before yeah. and like yeah, exactly toning down their narcissism yeah. because
0: they want right. But attention. in reality, they are like true narcissists. Yeah, but you just don't maybe know it yet, or you see like the good in them. Or exactly. Oh, this is what I was thinking. Of that was my I next point. Okay. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. I never no, realized. Okay. Um. When, I think when I was young, like, I would pretend like, oh, the okay, this is embarrassing, like, <laughs> the pillow was my boyfriend or something, okay. <laughs> and I feel like, like, let's say I was, like, I would play, like, I was, sometimes I, in elementary school, I would play, like, oh, I'm in, like, school, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, playing games, yeah. and I would, like, Look at myself in the mirror and eat lunch and pretend I had like friends and stuff oh, okay. <laughs> And then I feel like I would like pretend like, oh, I just got into a fight with my boyfriend, and then mm-hmm. you have to like regain like, oh, they're apologizing, but no, I'm mad at you. Yeah. Like such like, you know what? I feel that because I
1: feel like I did that with my brat dolls. <laughs> I used to like <laughs> yeah. get into like love triangles this and like so cheat bad on, on each other, other. Yeah. and like have yeah. To, like
0: why and, do we do that? But then you would always take them back and be like, yeah. like it, it felt nice to like get be mad at them yeah. and then be like like get the attention of them um trying to trying you to mm-hmm. trying for you to forgive them like yes. it was nice it felt nice to get the even though it was like imaginary yeah 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 <laughs> but you know what
1: people still do that now like you know what yeah. that like i don't know if it's a stereotype but you know what think people say like girls start fights in their relationships oh, okay. for nothing yeah just because they want to start something yeah that's literally it
0: yeah and then you know when they say like oh, i'm fine but you're not actually yeah. fine and then like because you want the person to like dig deeper ask more like don't leave me alone yeah that's why girls God, get we're, mad we're toxic that's why women you know like the thing is they you they'll be like you're fine but then they're mad when you don't yeah. like oh it's what it's do we such just unlock here such a mess <laughs> we're like whoa <laughs> Okay, moving on from that, we're like relating women to serial I know. killers. Let's, like ooh, they have the same toxic
1: traits. Listen, listen. <laughs> Not all serial killers are men. Let's say That's that. That's true. Though. Majority are though. Majority. Yeah. Well, I don't know actually. Majority of the known ones, I guess. Maybe women are just better planners, and they get away with
0: it. But no, men are definitely majority of men. I don't know. No? I don't know the statistics, but I, <laughs> I feel know. like it's accurate. There's no documentary about women. <laughs> Okay,
1: um, my next point, you might like to find the good in people, so exactly mm-hmm. what you were saying before. I wrote a wake up call. Some people only care about themselves. So yeah. sometimes people. there's no good in people. This is why I don't trust people. Yeah. Because there's no good in everyone. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Some people
0: don't have any good in they, them. We just have to
1: accept it's that. It's all about themselves. And that's kind of what I was saying before. It's like, yes, you might have a bunch of bad days, but then you might excuse the behavior because you're like, oh, but they were so good to me this one yeah, day. Yeah, so in you April. like see it in them. Exactly. So they're like, you're like, like, I can take that out of them. I yeah, can help them get there, exactly. blah, blah, blah. It's not, it's not it's not gonna, gonna work happen. i think
0: it's also like the humane part of ourselves like as human beings most human beings are empathetic they're you know they don't really go killing people or yeah. whatever yeah, yeah um but obviously there's a minority that are not the same and i think for us it's hard to comprehend mm-hmm. that like someone can hurt someone like that or be abusive or do all of those things yeah so we try to find the human characteristics in people so that it can make more sense to us exactly you know yeah, that's exactly a good point, actually,
1: for the serial killer part. Yeah. Like, we're going to get into that. And then leading into that, you also might be addicted to fixing people. Mm-hmm. You might have a savior complex. Yeah. The, <laughs> I, when I was writing this, I thought of... You know that trope? That, like... <laughs> so stupid. What? But, like, if... The the boyfriend is, like... Or the guy you're seeing is, like, super mad at someone. They're yelling. And then yeah. you're, you go in front of them. You're like, no, look at
0: me. Oh, <laughs> ew, I'm cringing.
1: <laughs> that trope, though. People live for yeah. and it's literally because they have a savior complex yeah. because they think oh, they're the only one like that can calm them down that can fix this behavior this so they're gonna be the one to change yeah. them like that's literally this there's so many little things in movies or whatever that we don't even realize that are yeah like, and so usually true. when you have a savior complex it's like nothing makes you feel better than finding a person that's toxic and finding a way to help them right like they they live they feed off of that so basically you just try to find people that are like in desperate need of saving or if they're super toxic you want to change that oftentimes when you do that though you sacrifice your own needs and that's when the toxic cycle begins because you're just giving and giving and giving and they're not giving anything Anything, in return Lastly, you might be Mm non-committal. You might find people that are toxic because you know it won't won't work out. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about dating someone that they might want a long-term relationship
0: with because you know
1: it's not going to work out here
0: yeah exactly that's actually one of the points but they had um when we were reading articles they said avoidant attachment theory it's it was more in relation to serial killers and why why people might want to date them is because but that's like extreme it is extreme i'm like but i mean but maybe people do people do that because there is so they have that attachment theory so like ingrained in them that it's like they'll do anything yeah yeah yeah. they really do not want but then just don't don't date anyone (laughs) like don't get it i don't know
1: so now our next point is kind of how pop culture further intensifies this attraction Mm -hmm. to toxic behavior we're gonna dive more into this when we talk about serial killers but just some like high level points there's always the storyline of like a wounded person who's been hurt in the past that's acting out against something or someone yeah like someone hurt them so they're gonna exactly and then there's that person that comes in swoops in and wants to fix everything so that they can have their happily ever after oh my god that's like Hollywood is so damaging
0: that's crazy don't
1: even like literally all of the rom-coms going through my mind right now I'm like wow this is my favorite (laughs) movies. literally my favorite movie is toxic toxic at least we
0: can probably be aware it's because when we watch those movies, we're not like critically thinking about yes. them necessarily. It's kind of like those passive movies, like escapes. But yeah. the thing is, they do influence us. But hopefully, now that we're aware, mm-hmm. we can like we know we yeah. just have to. You just have to like, remind ourselves. Exactly. Yeah.
1: There's always that like the girl ending up with a mysterious bad boy who she can fix, like the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the portrayal of someone being super jealous. Mm-hmm. But that should be seen as a toxic behavior because it's like they're overbearing, right. very possessive. protective, yeah, possessive, exactly. not protective, sorry, possessive. Um, And you think that they're just, they care so deeply for you right. when in reality they just want to control you. Yeah, exactly. And control and the situation.
0: I feel like something too is like we, I feel like movies translate passion mm-hmm. into like, it, passion is supposed to be toxic. Yeah. And like, when someone really loves you, it's supposed to be... But no, it makes passion, them go crazy that yeah, they just act out. That's not passion. That's... Mm, that's Strange scary. behavior. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. We're going to go into oh, examples yes. of media that promotes toxicity. So Chuck and Blair Yo, from well, Gossip Girl. People need to talk about them more because they're so toxic. But it's like, you like, love their relationship, but they hurt each other so... Like, the shit that each of them put put the other, each other through. through. Yeah. <gasps> I can just like Oh my god. And there's even shit that like Chuck did in earlier seasons that we all just forget about. Yeah. I don't remember like, anything. It's bad. Like our remember. word bad. He tried. It's Oh, like he tried. It's bad. And I we just see. completely forget about it because we're so drawn to the relationship that they're in and, and we we're the... like encouraging them to be together. Yeah not the people well see but then the storyline it's like he's trying to be better for her. so that's where we get sucked in again. yeah, it's bad the
0: writers what are you you guys are so cold. But it's also like for example, let's see we see our friends going through something similar like what if we like, make excuses because like in movies it shows us like oh this is acceptable or like forgive him but see, i don't know if it I would translate like into that
1: but that's the thing i feel like in real life when we see it we as know. a third party we can differentiate it yeah. it's just true the you're media, right
0: they have like attractive actors yeah and, like, there's the behind this like there's everything going on you see both it's sides. a fantasy yeah, yeah yeah you're right
1: you're right so another example carrie bradshaw and mr big from sex in the city that's um
0: the one who's mr big again the one is it in the movie it's, uh, yeah in the guy movie. in the movie and doesn't he like Where leave he her? leaves her at the altar yeah he's tall right yeah yeah okay. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah um i never watched the show i only watched uh, me the too movie, I only watched so the I, I can't say much about this but just the fact that he like didn't marry her after all yeah. of that time and like he she wanted to be married i think and he didn't he but didn't he yeah said, i remember like, okay let's do it and then didn't get married yeah I'm sure he did other stuff during the show. Oh, movie. 100% yeah. during the show. And then, like, he didn't want to go out. Like, all he wanted to do was, like, watch stay TV in and something. Watch TV or something. No, like, yeah.
0: Like, in their bedroom, are you I remember. Serious. Yeah. Sorry,
1: you're old, sir. Yeah. Like, get out and show her a good time. You My know. gosh. <laughs> get out and show her a good <laughs> time. Okay, so the next one we already mentioned, but Bella and Edward from Twilight. I know.
0: Wait, what thing? Like, I don't even remember. I need to rewatch so, this movie.
1: It When I was reading it, because for sure, like, Jacob was toxic, 100%. But Bella and Edward, she was so obsessed with him. Yeah. And he kind of, like, fed on that obsession. yeah And then he's like, no, I'm not good for you. I need to leave. And then left her. And then she was, like, distraught because she was so obsessed with him. And then he tried to kill himself because he didn't want... He couldn't live without being with her. Like, it was just, like...
0: Wasn't he, like, a stalker, too? Like, wouldn't he watch Oh, yeah, he, he would like watch her sleep. sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why were we into this? You guys
1: are not going to watch these movies or shows the same way after we Oh, my we God, this,
0: this is so... <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it'll make an impact? People will, like... Sometimes
1: I... When I watch movies that I watched in the past yeah. and then rewatch it, I kind of, like, pick up on these behaviors. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. That like, was weird. Like, ew. Yeah. You know? Like, kind of cringe. Um, speaking of cringe, Ross and Rachel from Friends. Were they Friends. toxic? Are you serious? <laughs> I only honestly? watched all of Friends once, but it was great. Ross is the epitome of toxicity. It's not on Netflix anymore, is it? I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while. I have all the DVDs, though, if you ever want to watch it. Wow, I don't have a DVD. I, I had it, like, deep in a drawer. But anyways, Ross is the epitome of toxicity. What did he do? He is... Oh, what didn't he do he's very whiny (laughs) and there's that debate like if he actually cheated on her because they were on a break and it was like immediately after they took the break blah 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 he's for sure he gaslit rachel Mm. all the time but then rachel i was reading some things that even she did some stuff like was was she gaslighting him i don't know it was like both of them together you know and then like when people when couples break up and get back together so many times i'm like what's happening here
0: that is so like no 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 if no i'm sorry if you break up more than once okay twice i'll say you don't don't get back together stop
1: i and i also am someone that doesn't believe in a break break like if you you need a break break up break up completely
0: exactly but then what about if they get back together after isn't that kind of a break like but without knowing it, without it's saying not really it. a break
1: because you're breaking up completely. And when you break up completely, you have two separate lives at that yeah. point. If you're just on a break, you're still thinking about that person. You're yeah, still true. like, you don't want to explore other. What's the point of a break? That, like literally, know. just
0: tell your partner you need some space and don't talk to them for like two days. Like I don't yeah, know. Like maybe just, not. I mean, that I might know. be rude, but I don't believe in breaks. But that's just my point of view. Oh, I you see, I only watched Grease once, which was what with, the heck? I think Grease is overrated. Okay,
1: yeah, this is like a
0: whole guilty. other debate we're not gonna get into this <laughs> listen i've only watched it once but it, it was so a nice good. it's movie. a musical
1: though do you like musicals
0: i mean i don't think you're into musicals <laughs> i watched bollywood musicals okay but uh, <laughs> okay listen it's good it's good okay don't don't kill me now Whatever. um but sandy and danny from greece but what did they do that was toxic i don't remember it's just so the way he, like, they were like behaving
1: yeah he was like a different person with her and then with his friends he was like the cool oh guy that they always didn't yeah. really care about True. her and like because of that they she, always like, do more, that yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the
0: cool boy who dates the nerd or exactly. whatever and then and like then, it's like um remember um a walk to remember that's a good movie yeah yeah, yeah. but you know he's like oh and, like this big exactly and then they're like making fun yeah of him. but
1: then even at the end of the movie she has to change her whole appearance and the way she she her attitude yeah and then he was like in love with her and was like
0: well, then you're not dating the they real. They tried her. to change for
1: each other. Yeah, but
0: like you're already, you know, just stop. Just... Next one, Romeo and Juliet, classic Shakespeare. Like so toxic. What can I even say about that? The whole but play is toxic. The thing is, their relationship wasn't that toxic. In like their love. Well, yeah, they became extremely codependent oh, on each other. Oh, and, the like, way you said that sounded like a psychologist. <laughs> they extremely, like <laughs> extremely
1: codependent to the point where like if they one killed. of yeah, okay, them right, guys we hope that
0: you see there's a problem with me. I didn't even realize what was wrong with them. I'm like, I couldn't like, do, they're do more in love. Stuff. Yes. It's not my fault It's a media. But you see, it's good to question. Yeah. I'm sure we can find something toxic with every I mean look. Sometimes you'll go through maybe something that can be seen as toxic with your partner. But I think if you don't repeat it, and if it's not like exactly. a constant... It has to be a repeated behavior. Yeah, exactly. But, okay, the next one, I had to put this one on the list. But Christian Grey and Anna. Anna, right? Her name is? I don't know. I only uh, it's watched Anna, whatever. Um, from Fifty Shades of Grey. That movie is so yeah. toxic. He literally
1: made her sign a contract just so he can have sex with her. Like... <laughs> and extreme sex <laughs> yeah and he was
0: creepy he was very possessive of her mm. he said I,
1: I didn't watch all three movies oh i only watched okay. the first
0: one he's very possessive and i think the way the first movie ends he i think yes she like consented to it but the last thing he did was like unconsensual which is oh, I what i remember she was crying yeah it was i think it was like or it went too far i don't know but he's just that's psychotic i'm sorry but that movie is super... Like, that's, a like, kind of directly talk Like, you can see, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Tommy and Juliet, yeah, you don't really realize. <laughs> <laughs> it's the obsessive behavior. Oh, my You just said it. <laughs> oh, um, but, like, Joe from U2, like, yes. what is... Um, the, well, the... All the couples. But yeah. no, no. It so, was more Joe. It was one side, but then with yeah. Victoria Ped... So, I grouped
1: Joe into serial
0: killers. Okay, that makes sense. Because he technically is a serial yes, killer. Yes, yes, that's He's true. He's just, like, a
1: fictional one. yeah. So, we're gonna talk about that. And we're eggs. like, he's so hot. I <laughs> <laughs> literally,
0: like, Pen is like, stop saying oh that. I'm hot. God. Like, he's
1: a serial killer. <laughs> you read the script,
0: sir, and you signed on to it. But do we say that because he's a serial killer? Or do we no, say that because he's, cause cause he's attractive? Yeah. But
1: it's just like, okay, sorry, little tangent before we get into <laughs> the sexy. So, he has a podcast.
0: Yes, I saw that. And he's married.
1: I hate his voice. Is so attractive, like I was, yeah, like really like so in Gossip Girl, I was right like, oh, he's not that cute, and now I'm like, I'm like, I was so calm just listening. Is to it him. good? He's with like, he has two co hosts, yeah. It, it is good His wife they,
0: was on it at one point. I don't know, cause cause she was they interview celebrities, okay, yeah. Um, but I, I, I didn't was even like, know wow. didn't come out of, yeah.
1: Anyways, that's probably mixed with his
0: appearance and then, like, going on to the, like... But also actors, like, they do so much, like, voice acting and, like... Yeah. Imagine they take it on. Like, what's his name? The one who played Elvis. Austin Butler. (laughs) Yeah! So bad. (laughs) But, okay, I think there's definitely more examples we could give, y'all. You know, you can take that as a challenge. Just list them in the comments. Yes. um, For the next episode so you can let us know who else you found. But I think there's... In every... Everything there is. Um, but now we're kind of go into more specifically serial killers. Yeah. Halloween. Halloween, October. And why people romanticize serial killers. Even though serial killers will torture women, will rape them, kill women, a lot of serial killers have actually been in romantic relationships with women after already being convicted of these uh serial murders for example there's uh ted bundy uh richard the night stalker richard ramirez sorry richard the night <laughs> sorry stalker. The least, that, that was like my <laughs> buddy
1: richard <And>
0: the- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh god okay sorry no it's okay
1: <laughs> my buddy richard he, okay did you watch that the Sorry. night stalker no bro i can't he anymore discuss it like just his appearance it's a documentary yeah but they showed real
0: footage of him and he made me physically ill i don't think i can like, watch I any couldn't. more serial killer like oh, things do it okay so there's richard ramirez known as the night stalker uh, john wayne gacy the clown and i saw uh, oh he's really creepy because in jeffrey there's and like the sea yeah yeah he has a
1: picture of him and they also showed like one. Is of his... it because it
0: happened around the same timeline? So. Okay, because I, I so. didn't even know. Um, anyways, there's a bunch of, of of criminals and serial killers specifically that have married women. So I don't think sometimes it's an issue for women because they romance. you can literally romanticize anything nowadays and it could also be about it's there's multiple things that go into it. Yeah. Uh, but we'll kind of go into some some of them, um, and why this may happen. There's actually some people who are basically sexually attracted to serial killers people who basically commit crimes and kind of rebel and go against society mm-hmm. this is called hybristophilia i think okay if i'm not saying yeah. it properly i don't know but it's kind of like a fetish basically yeah um it's it's just people who it turns them on like i don't Listen. know it can be psychological something that but they just get and maybe they're psychopathic. I don't know because it's like you know how Jeffrey Dahmer was like getting aroused by yeah. his <gasps> killings and whatever. Yeah, that, but that's also like a psychotic trait. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, listen, I don't want to kink shame, but that's a weird. How it's are you bad attracted? To yeah, maybe there's a chemical imbalance. Killing people. Yeah, I know. God created us all different. I don't know. I'm kidding. God. No, but honestly, I think there's just. Maybe it could be based off of, like, environmental things. Like, how you grew up. Like, if you were abused. Like, I don't... That's the thing. I, I guess psychologists would obviously be the best to know. And it's it's really different case by case. It's just, it's like... It's crazy to think. Yeah, it, like, blows my mind. And, and like, what has to happen for you to come to that point, you know? So, I'm sure... I don't know. But if yeah. anyone's a psychologist, oh they can let us Sorry. know. Sorry. But...
1: If you guys watch Dahmer...
0: Oh, yeah. It's, there it's is a Dahmer, scene,
1: yeah. like, that he he realizes that he's sexually aroused from, like, the dismembered bodies. Yeah,
0: and wasn't he, like, touching he the, was, heart, yeah, the heart or, or even the, the animals? An animal,
1: yes. And that's how it kind of kick-started. And, like, imagine just discovering that. Yeah,
0: I know. This and I was sick. talking to this... Oh, okay, sorry, a little tangent on the side, too. Yeah. I was talking about this with my friend, and she was watching it. But basically, like, psychopaths have a lot of... Like, the thing is, they need something to trigger the psychopathic um characteristics in them because some people don't get triggered even yeah. though they're psychopaths so they don't like end up killing anyone well, or that's kind of like what that. like in the show
1: his dad was like i used to have these thoughts yeah but he never but he well he obviously didn't express it to his son exactly. but he, he also never did anything yeah exactly but i think what triggered dom or me trying to analyze probably Dahmer a lot right of now, things his mom was it was 100 yeah. percent like childhood trauma yeah. but also his dad started showing him how to yeah cut up animals, animals
0: exactly like you don't think that's going to trigger something yeah like, seriously? i would be like eh, not today son yeah <laughs> like um yeah so there's a lot of things that go into that kathy already mentioned this but in general sometimes um not only serial killer specific but just wanting some excitement in your life when you kind of think you have a dull lifestyle you just want something to bring you excitement and thrill when you Um, end up pairing up with a serial killer or dating a serial killer there's a lot of attention you kind of become famous your name is everywhere um you get attention from the media people are talking about you in podcasts you know it's okay writing articles so it's almost like being famous so maybe you just really like the attention Mm -hmm. and specifically getting it from the fact that you're with a serial killer yeah so it's very it's like that no no press is Bad press yeah exactly exactly and it, maybe it's the easy way to get famous i don't know how easy it is to get with a serial killer yeah. but i'm assuming it's not too hard um well
1: i mean i feel like at that point oh i just mean they might take have,
0: whatever is given yeah tr- they might have a lot of fans and oh my god remember they show it in the Dahmer yeah. um series he like gets a bunch of letters well, and that feeds Bundy. their ego yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's obviously something called the narcissistic conditioning. So this is when indi- individuals have a history of trauma. So they're more sus- susceptible to toxic relationships. It's easier for them to get into it because they're so used to yeah. going through abusive relationships. So like we said, it could kind of almost be comforting or a familiar feeling. And you tend to, I feel like you tend to empathize more with the person because You've been through it before, and you kind of like, for example, if it was your parents who um, abused you when you were young, you always see your parents as like, oh no, people who care for you or love you. So you might think the same yeah. um, about someone else who's being abusive. You and might associate people. it yeah. associated yeah. with that, like maybe they're they're caring deep inside or something like that. So yeah, so it could be like a conditioning that you have based on childhood trauma. If you're really lonely, I guess that's like really like a different state of loneliness um and i feel like when you connect with anyone like you're almost desperate for that contact like Mm -hmm. human contact that anyone's attention and it kind of goes into like a lot of things like if you're an outsider and a stranger welcomes you and you see kind of a good side in them and you're like oh my god like i have someone now like it's kind of normal that you would get attached to them because you never had that before yeah and having human company is like a hundred percent natural it's something people need so it must feel really really good and maybe the the good feeling overshadows whatever bad thing they do you know it, it's yeah, a selfish it's, feeling exactly. too yeah
1: it's probably also
0: like highly attached to self-esteem issues yeah too, so. exactly yeah and then we kind of mentioned this but if you're kind of how kathy said non-committal uh, you have an avoided attachment style then this can ensure distance and to me too when i was reading this i'm like whoa i didn't even think like really like, yeah i would have never that? thought yeah yeah exactly but i guess it really depends if you really want to make sure someone isn't present or fully committed because you need match think, up maybe i don't think it's like them saying like i'm gonna get with this
1: person because i know i won't have a future yeah. with them
0: it's just like they realize like sub like as they go through the yeah, yeah exactly and it, it matches your needs because that person can't you can't give them all they don't need all your attention and you don't want all their attention either so it just i guess yeah. it matches yeah <laughs> whoever's avoidant here anywhere be Ooh. careful no i'm kidding <laughs> oh Kathy is. i forgot it's okay. oh my I'm no, an I'm an very committed she's relationship very yes now. she's very self-aware she knows she's not with no, no serial I'm killers are getting in the her. way yeah exactly <laughs> another reason is that like we mentioned Uh, We tend to like fantasize engagements with serial killers to process like uh, women can process their own traumatic experiences through that. Another reason which we kind of mentioned, but women may use fantasy engagements with serial killers to kind of process their own experiences Mm -hmm. of violence. So kind of what we mentioned, it's that a feeling of like familiarity, comfort um, since they've been through it uh, in the past, getting with a serial killer or being with a serial killer it's kind of like an understanding almost it's yeah. like if you talk about violent behaviors you won't be judged because mm-hmm. the person you're with themselves is violent yeah. so it's kind of like a it can almost be for them a safe space mm-hmm. but it comes into the com- the feeling of comfort and familiarity yeah. um from your past uh, abusive relationships or environment etc
1: yeah i think it also doesn't have to necessarily be them actually being with the serial killer but just like an obsession of them of them because right.
0: they feel like they can relate to relate them. to them right yeah. and, and it, i guess can tie in with like the empathy part right. also yeah A lot of this evidence shows that women uh, who have experienced childhood trauma or any traumatic views of, like, intimacy are often attracted to serial killers. So, if you have, like, abusive partners or, like, anything with, like, violence and aggression, it makes sense that you're kind of more drawn to it Mm -hmm. if you've already experienced it in the past and as a child because, like, childhood, how you grew up as a child very heavily influences like yeah. how you are as an adult and how your relationships are as an adult and it could be that
1: like if you you're with someone who's very caring and like
0: soft yeah. even and like takes their time mm-hmm. let's say like yeah. even in intimate situations, right.
1: you might not trust that because yeah, exactly. you're not used to it and you haven't seen anyone show love that way yeah so you're more drawn to
0: this kind of like messed up behavior yeah exactly women that may kind of be more attracted to these types of personalities or... or types of people can also have like I guess internalized misogyny internalized sexist views because it's possible that women who have like already experienced abuse use internalized sexism to kind of distance themselves from fears of harassment or abuse by kind of deflecting the blame and hostility to other women and, and aligning more with the abuser yeah. so I feel like they put the blame more on the women um, the exactly and not the abuser like oh maybe it was the women's fault or like she was acting like that maybe she deserved it she did something to like piss him off so it's really yeah it's it's like exactly like kind of internal sexism misogyny aligning kind of because most of the time they are men aligning with with the man and the aggressor yeah rather than sympathizing with the women and like we mentioned another factor is that media chooses to put attractive actors uh, to play serial killers um and actually like a lot of the serial killer documentaries i haven't seen like usually like white men if i'm not mistaken like i haven't oh no there's some have been but i guess the ones that they idealize or the ones that they like romanticize more yes but it's also because that was the standard of beauty like you will less suspect Back in the day, people yeah. were less... But also notice how most serial killers were white men. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know the, like yeah, yeah, yeah. what the behind... But I think it's also... Women also will be more lenient against uh, the white man because, yeah. you know, like, that is the ideal of beauty, unfortunately. And it, it's majority of people, you know, fair skin. Like, it's associated with being more, like, gentle, kind, yeah. and, like, all of that. So you're less... T- Yeah, and
1: that's exactly why, like, in the Dahmer series, most of the victims were black Mm -hmm. or brown men. Yeah.
0: And that's why it didn't get taken seriously. Right, exactly. Because they knew that back then, Well, even now, the system is so broken, the police will not question the white man and taking home a black man or whatever is happening. But if it was the opposite, then there would be much more questioning. So, yeah, exactly. That's so... But even like Ted Bundy, there are a bunch of them that are like portrayed as these like, you know, and they play this character. They they're really good at like acting like charming people, but of course their appearance really helps. But in movies like they got Zac Efron to yeah. play him. And then for Jeffrey, I mean, yes, they kind of made him like but they did get like what's what's his name from American Evan Peters. He's a we know who what he looks yeah. like. We're more and even that may be psychologically knowing the actor, mm-hmm. maybe it makes makes us empathize more because we're like, oh. So that's like, the thing. There's like two sides to
1: this because yeah. if you choose an attractive character to play whoever you're yeah, depicting, exactly. obviously like we're not going to see them as a monster. Right. Because exactly what you're saying, we're going to empathize with them. We see them as attractive. So yeah. like to us, like they're not a monster. They're not a they're monster. Not scary person yet. But then... Like, what directors try to do also is, like, they do that in order for you to see, like, anyone... Anyone can be... do it Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, not not everyone who's attractive is actually a nice person. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? No,
0: that makes sense, too. That's what I was going to say, is that it can be the normal, attractive person that... You you know what I mean? Yeah. That that just means we need to get with ugly people, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm kidding. Us empathizing with someone that isn't necessarily the hero and maybe... um the villain Mm -hmm. um but it's just we empathize with their pains and struggles because like for example the jeffrey dahmer the dahmer series even my cousin was like oh i'm not watching that because it's gonna like i don't want to empathize with him and in a way i understand like i watch because i was like curious but it does it tends to show his perspective and how he grew up and like but it does show the backstory of like the brain and like what happened but i
1: think you also have to like disassociate that from like his actions like yeah. obviously every serial killer Is like that because of something that happened, right? Exactly. Right. So, like, they were not
0: a kid and just started killing people. Yeah. Like,
1: obviously, your curiosity might get the best of you because you're like, okay, why did he actually do it? Yeah. Like, what was it that triggered it? And I think that's what's fascinating about it. But like, when I watched Dahmer, I was not like empathizing. Yeah. Exactly. You're not like I "I feel bad. Yeah. Fucked up. Yeah. Exactly. I was getting physically sick off of some of the episodes. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people have like torn views on watching it because I know also like it re-traumatized the families Family. that yeah the victims because yeah, they exactly. were not i think they weren't even warned about it yeah i don't, know. I don't how does something that work? about don't that don't you legally have i have to? no idea but like i looked at it and i was like this guy's a monster yeah exactly like i think they did a good job at depicting him
0: like that. yeah but i think it's also depends who's watching it exactly. who, like if it's someone who has more empathetic characteristics or who has been an abusive like they might yeah. see in a different way i think i think like kathy said they show the psychology behind like what happened but then it also, it doesn't make you feel bad, but it makes you feel like, oh, he was like a human. There was like, like some like, sort of understanding. Yeah, exactly. Like understanding his, which is kind of what they're trying yeah. to do. But it's also like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But it's it's his fault. I mean, he did kill yeah. the people. Yeah. But then also psychologically, there's something wrong with him. But yeah. not to make excuses because, I exactly. mean, he could have just not. <laughs> could have just stopped that. Yeah, he could have just not. But now moving on. To kind of solve this issue, I don't know if we're going to... Look, we're not professionals. No. But if we can become more aware of, you know, not... I don't think all of us are dating serial killers, but... I hope not. Just, yeah, I hope not. But just in general toxicity, how to become aware, point it out, and just move on from it. Because a lot of it can come from childhood and how the love was perceived when you were growing up and the environment you were in so I think you should also think back to like how you grew up and evaluate how your love was given then mm-hmm. to see like oh was I was I treated maybe in a toxic manner by my parents growing up like how did they show me affection so that way when you go into relationships or anybody or friendship you kind of evaluate actively like how am I receiving love like and how do I want to receive mm-hmm. love um and but also notice your patterns like oh have you like think back to your past relationships has anything not worked out and then think back to like oh why why did i let myself be treated this way and kind of link it back that way and i think if you become aware then you can correct it moving on Mm -hmm. and then uh basically kind of we talk a lot about empathy and empathy is good but also to a certain extent extent like don't always have empathy for everyone under any circumstances we tend to be kind of empathetic towards people that hold toxic traits like abusive partners for example because we've been with them and we're not really seeing like the outside perspective and because we're emotionally attached and because of the portrayal of media but we kind of have to take ourselves out of that and try to unlearn it and really see when empathy is necessary and when it's not. Yeah. And then most media portrayals don't really talk about, because um, it was a part about like boundaries and consent. And a lot of like, if you watch couples, like you don't see in media, like people putting in in relationships, like the boundaries, like they don't show that in TV yeah. or some things can even be borderline unconsensual and it's kind of passed as okay on yeah. the television. Um, but kind of think of like, if you were in that movie scene, how would you react, for example, if someone did that to you? Like, you probably would be uncomfortable because yeah. they don't really show us in the movies, like... They show us, like, the fake, like, romanticized version of the reaction. But in reality, if someone, like, did that to you without asking, yeah. you wouldn't be like, oh, my God, woo! Like, this is... you maybe be uncomfortable. So think of also, like, how you would rewrite that um scene if it was... Well, that's good. Yeah, exactly. And, like, how you would perceive it and how you would want to be treated like how would it go in your way and then see the differences that oh like this wouldn't actually make you happy even though that's what the person's acting like i think that's it too is that we see other people's emotions on tv and we're like oh she's so happy after that and we like take on that emotion yeah. yeah exactly but That's not actually how we probably feel most of the time. And I think also just like be aware of what healthy relationships look like. By doing research, you can listen to podcasts, uh, obviously with like professional advice because not everything's accurate read books that are you know do your research as to what books are good to read also and then speak to a professional i think if you're going through something yeah and you're not sure a psychologist psychotherapist there's different types of counselors they'll be the best people to also help you if you're not sure because there's a lot of stuff on the internet but just use different resources i think and like check your facts um and there's also a lot of psychologists that actually have podcasts yeah you ever like just find those ones like obviously
1: there's so much that we can say like we do our research but again it's limited it's you know limited. yeah exactly we're not professional yeah
0: so. exactly so we yeah. correct us if we're wrong because i don't know if what, <laughs> some of the stuff i said but um yeah so just i think yeah that was a good episode yes if, okay wait we got a question of the oh, week. oh yes
1: all right so we asked you guys what shows movies or books do you think are only popular because they portray a toxic relationship trope we got a few responses some of them i don't know so seven days in june oh then uh someone said 90 percent of wattpad fanfics uh duh so, <laughs> you better believe twilight.
0: it It wasn't twilight uh oh no no, no. twilight wasn't um 50 shades was of twilight exactly. that's so weird okay sex in the
1: city carrie and big like we said gossip girl chuck and blair duh. um ted as a hopeless romantic i'm assuming this is how i met your mother And then someone said Lolita.
0: Oh, it's like an older man in love with like a younger girl or something. And he, He's like predator, basically. Yeah, but apparently it's a well written book, I guess. Oh, yeah, because it's super popular. Yeah, but like it, I guess they've heard it's of this. So, I hope you guys enjoyed
1: this episode. If you did, please subscribe to our channel, leave a like and a comment, follow us on all the podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else that you listen. Also, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Wild Thoughts Pod, and follow us individually. Everything is linked down below, as usual. Okay, let us know if you guys guys enjoy the shorter episodes or this one ended up being a long one so if you do enjoy hour-long episodes let us know and we'll try to maybe we'll do a mix sometimes yeah like longer yeah yeah but yeah just let us know your feedback down below and that's it so we'll see you in the next one Bye. bye